At the time of this recording, we're approaching equal pay day in the U.S. This year, in 2023, it's March 14th. Equal pay day signifies how far into the following year women need to work to earn the amount men did for the same job the prior year. Let that sink in for a moment. Women have to work nearly 15 months to earn the same amount of money men are paid working 12. Layer on the pink tax, women pay for many products and their pocketbooks get hit particularly hard. Welcome to Inclusion and Marketing, a show that's all about helping you uncover the skills and insights you need to win the attention, adoration, and loyalty of more consumers, especially those with differences that are often ignored by brands. I'm your host, Sonia Thompson, an inclusive brand coach, strategist, and someone with a lot of differences. Let's get to it. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. My corporate career began with a really bad taste in my mouth. I was offered what I thought was my dream job at the organization where I completed my final business school internship. But when the offer came in, I was sorely disappointed. The pay was well below what I expected based upon what I'd earned as an intern and from what other people in the same management program told me about the introductory base salary. The company wouldn't budge, so I turned the offer down. A few months later, I took a role with another company in the same industry. When the offer came in, it was closer to what I was expecting based upon my research, but still lower. Fatigued from the back and forth with the previous company, I committed a cardinal sin and didn't negotiate. I took what they gave me. Boom. Here's the unfortunate reality I soon learned early on in my professional career. Higher performance and fair pay don't always correlate. When I got a promotion two years later, I realized just how costly a mistake I'd made. As internal moves went, I was told, you don't get to negotiate. When I looked at my salary after starting my new position, I realized, to my horror, that it was below the salary range for the job I was doing. I had received the quote-unquote standard promotion increase, but because my base salary was so low, it didn't add up to the line. I was devastated. I talked to my boss. I talked to human resources. My boss talked to human resources. It was a dead end. Nothing happened. I continued to perform at a high level. I received stellar performance reviews. I won a prestigious company award. I got promoted again. I gave my best and was rewarded with promotions, accolades, trips, an office, more responsibility, and substandard pay. 
for whatever reason, my company couldn't show me it valued me in one of the most fundamental ways possible, even by its own standards. Not only was I not being paid what I was worth, I was being paid at a discount. In my frustration, I talked to a former classmate, also a Black woman, who worked at the same company. As we exchanged stories, we quickly realized we both had the same problem. She was grossly underpaid for the job she was doing, too. She had also talked to her management, as well as human resources. Nothing changed. Eventually, she left the company. I actively looked for other jobs. I remember talking to recruiters and hearing the shock in their voice when they asked about my current salary. It was way lower than it should have been. I felt shame. I got another promotion, this time to a different area of the company. Determined to do a better job of advocating for myself, I made my case to my new human resources person and the hiring manager that my pay raise needed to be more significant to ensure I was paid within the salary range for the job rather than just giving me a standard percentage increase off a number that was already too low. I got the increase. I was pleased but struggled to shake the disappointment and anger of what I felt was five years of mistreatment and struggle to be paid fairly. Five years of compounding wages that were lost because I started lower than I should have. To be clear, even though I was paid within the wide guidelines of the position and for this new role, I was still underpaid. I stayed at the company for four more years. As I continued to get promotions and raises, my financial situation improved, but the bad taste lingered. The damage had already been done. I knew I never wanted to be in a position again where how much I made was in the hands of others, especially if those other people did not have my best interests at heart. So I was thankful to take the leap into entrepreneurship where I had more control over my own financial destiny. Now, just because I change my circumstances where I don't have to feel like I have to fight for equal pay, equal pay is still a challenge. It's a challenge for all women. It's worse for Black women and other women of color. At the time of this recording, we're approaching Equal Pay Day in the U.S. This year, in 2023, it's March 14th. Equal Pay Day signifies how far into the following year women need to work to earn the amount men did for the same job the prior year. Let that sink in for a moment. Women have to work nearly 15 months to earn the same amount of money men are paid working 12. Layer on the pink tax, women pay for many products and their pocketbooks get hit particularly hard. Just in case you're not sure what the pink tax is, let me catch you up real quick. According to a pricing study conducted by the New York City Department of Consumer Affairs, in every industry evaluated, women are more likely to pay an increased cost for their products and services. The practice of charging more for products targeted at women is called the pink tax. The study found that 42% of the time, Women pay more for similar products as razors, toys, and dry cleaning. A deeper dive into the research shows that women are charged 48% more for shampoo, even though the ingredients are similar. In 2004, the state of California did a study on gender-based pricing and found that annually, women paid $1,351 more than men for the same products and services. When adjusting for inflation, Vox calculated that over the course of a lifetime, the pink tax costs women $100,000. In the world of inclusive marketing, the pink tax is a travesty. 
and one we should definitely work to put an end to. When you combine the toll of the pink tax on women's pockets with earning less than they should, you see a compounding issue that hurts a lot of people. Now, gender pay gaps aren't just a problem in the U.S. Worldwide, women are paid 23% less than men. No matter how you cut it, there is work to do. As we reflect on the unjustness of the gender wage gap, it's important to note that this is the average of all women's salaries across the board. Break out the data by race and ethnicity, and the numbers are even bleaker. Women, on average, earn 82 cents on the dollar compared to their white, non-Hispanic male counterparts. But Black, Latina, and Native American women earn 63, 57, and 51 cents, respectively, for every dollar a non-Hispanic white male makes. To put this in perspective, this year, Black women's equal payday is July 27th. For Latinas, it's October 5th. And for Native American women, it's November 30th. According to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, at our current rate of progress, Black women won't receive full pay equity compared with white men until the year 2119. That's nearly 100 years from now. For purposes of comparison, white women will achieve pay equity with white men in 2055, still a long ways away. It's time to rewrite the story for women across the board. Not only is it the right thing to do, but having a gender wage gap negatively impacts your business. Business is about belonging, and it is difficult to feel like you belong somewhere when your financial compensation is less than what others are paid for the same role. That knowledge breeds resentment, and that resentment impacts how your team shows up. You need a high-performing team that is committed to delivering remarkable experiences that make your customers feel like they belong. And it will be difficult for your team to make your customers feel like they belong with you if they don't feel like they belong themselves. Data from Gallup shows that 68% of workers are disengaged. I'm convinced that dissatisfaction with compensation is one of the reasons why. We'll talk about how to get started closing the gender wage gap right after this short break. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. In a full 360 view of every customer, so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Okay, let's get into it. How to get started closing the gender wage gap. Women and their families around the world would rejoice if suddenly their salaries were normalized to those of men. While this is a very tangible action you could take, it's important not to overlook the factors that contribute to the wage gap existing in the first place. It isn't enough to fix only the end result. You have to work to address the root causes 
Otherwise, you'll find yourself in a similar position over time. Start by doing your research. Take some time to run your numbers to evaluate where your company stands on gender equality with regard to pay. Then dig deeper to understand why that exists. Is it because women don't negotiate their salaries as much when starting their career with your company? If that's the case, consider what mechanisms you can put in place to minimize those gaps. That may mean getting rid of the practice of basing employees' salary for new positions on what they currently earn. It could also mean eliminating the need to negotiate altogether. Is the reason the gap exists because hiring managers or human resource teams subconsciously feel that men should earn more? Early on in my corporate career, I remember hearing a senior leader talking about giving a promotion to one of my male colleagues because he had a family to support. I clearly remember thinking that my career progression and corresponding salary were being penalized because I was a single woman without a family, quote unquote, depending on me to provide. I guess it didn't matter that I depended on me to provide. If this is the case, consider administering bias training that digs into traditional gender roles and how perceptions impact decisions that are made at work. Perhaps one of the reasons is that childcare is an issue, which limits the amount of time women can stay in the office beyond the standard workday. If so, consider how your company culture contributes to the feeling that rewards FaceTime and time spent physically at work versus overall degree of impact. You won't know what the contributing factors are that cause a wage gap at your own company until you go on a mission to discover them. Only then will you be equipped to create an environment where everyone not only feels like they belong, but their pay reinforces that they do. So here are three ways to close the gender pay gap and keep it closed. First up is focus on achieving pay equity. Starbucks announced a while back that it had achieved 100% pay equity. It took more than 10 years of concerted effort, but the company met its goal. You can do the same when you can commit to it, and you can probably do it a whole lot faster. And it starts by looking at your numbers to see if there are any inequities that exist in the salaries of your team members. Once you know where you stand, you can then work to put solutions in place to start closing the gap within a specified time period. Again, that time period should not be 50 years from now or 100 years from now. Second thing you can do is provide mentorship and networking opportunities. While most of us can benefit from mentorship and wise counsel, it's important to have access to the types of relationships that can lead to breakthroughs in our thinking and move the needle in our businesses and careers. A few years ago, Google noticed that women and people of color were underrepresented in the podcasting world. So they created an intensive incubator program in combination with PRX to provide six months of mentoring, training, and access to $40,000 in capital for selected teams to produce their shows. You can do the same to help prop up women within your organization or industry. Start a program within your company, go to coffee with women whose work you admire and get to know them better. Introduce them to people in your network you think they should know and vice versa. Small actions can make a big difference in the trajectory of someone's career. And a third thing you can do is provide access to capital and resources. Sarah Chin Spellings is an investor and co-founder of the Billion Dollar Fund for Women with the goal of investing $1 billion of funding into companies founded by women. Their reason for being is to close the gender funding gap. As a leader, you can do that in your own way within your own industry as well. 
Perhaps that's with investment funds or scholarships or training programs, conferences, or even access to equipment, data, or workspaces. Be creative with how you can leverage your resources. The lagging pay of women across the board isn't just a problem for the women it impacts. It's a problem for all of us. So let each of us commit to do our part to be an active part of the solution. Building a culture that values inclusion means making sure not only that you assemble the right team, but also that everyone is paid what they are worth. Anytime someone is consistently paid less than their peers for doing the same job, it sends a very clear signal that they don't belong, that their work is valued less. And that type of environment is toxic for those on the receiving end of those messages. There are no losers when it comes to closing the gender wage gap at your company. In fact, everyone wins, your team, their families, your customers, and more. It's time to start working on closing it today. The sooner you start, the sooner you'll reach your goal. That's it for today's episode. If you like the show, please do share it with a friend, colleague, and your network. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like to go deeper on inclusion and marketing, be sure to join the Inclusion and Marketing newsletter, where each week you'll get more in-depth insights and happenings in the world of inclusion and marketing. Go to the link in the show notes to get signed up. Until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.